This is Your Money with Nancy Snedden of BDO, Licensed Insolvency Trustees. The views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of this station. Your Money with Nancy Snedden of BDO on VOCM. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Your Money with Nancy Snedden. I am Nancy Snedden. Thanks so much for tuning in today. On today's show, we're asking the question, do soaring inflation and rising interest rates have you concerned about your retirement plans and investments? If so, you're certainly not alone. In fact, surveys show a growing number of Canadians are concerned about their financial future due to the economic uncertainty we're currently facing. So to allay your concerns and to offer some advice on how you can weather the financial uncertainty taking place right now, I've invited Aaron Facey, advisor with Facey Financial, back to the show. Aaron, thanks for joining me today. Well, it's great to be here, Nancy. Thanks for inviting me. My pleasure. So, Aaron, understandably, with all that's happening regarding inflation and rising interest rates, polls show that many Canadians are concerned about their retirement plans and investments and, and really overall financial health. So let's talk about some of the surveys. So according to a poll conducted by Angus Reid Institute, more than half at 54% of Canadians survey, surveyed aged 55 and up say they had or are planning to delay their retirement due to mounting inflation and the cost of living increases. Six in 10 respondents say that they had or would delay retirement because they didn't have enough savings or investments. And four in 10 say they are doing so because they have too much debt. Still a high number, right? 40%. The Angus Reid survey also found significant financial anxiety among retirement age Canadians, with more than seven in 10 reporting fears of running out of money after retirement, and more than six in 10 fear they'll never be able to retire. There have also been several polls released that show Canadians Canadians' confidence read their finances and financial health is actually decreasing. So an earlier survey by TD Wells showed that due to rising inflation, nearly 6 in 10 investors have had to revisit their investment strategy, and also nearly 6 in 10 investors regret not starting to invest at an earlier age. So in a lot of stats I'm throwing at you there, how concerned are you about these statistics, and do they match what you're hearing from your clients currently? Yeah, it's these these stats are they're not surprising at all. Uh, I think everybody right now is feeling uh, some version of pressure or some amount of pressure from uh, the rising inflationary rates. Um, so it, it does none of this really surprises me at all, Nancy. No. And are your clients expressing similar concerns when you talk to them? Like, are, are you talking to clients about you know they may need to delay? their retirement plans or they're worried about uh, having enough money to see them through retirement? I haven't had, at this at, at this point of the year, I haven't had anybody that's delayed their retirement uh, because of where their, their investments are. We're still sort of in that age, uh, or my books of business is still in that age where a number of my clients are under pension or pension uh, style uh, retirement. So the stuff that I have is sort of secondary. I have, so I haven't seen anybody that's delayed uh, yet or made that decision because of, but there are people that are currently retired that are feeling um, some pressures. Um, and there's, you know, there are ones that you know, within the next five to 10 years are looking at retirement that are thinking, oh, how much of an impact is this going to have? So I think that the, you know, the next 
six to 12 months will sort of give us a better outlook there. But there's, you know, there is definitely still some concern amongst everybody. Yeah, no, not surprising. And, you know, I don't want to say our discussion today is, is meant for people to feel like the sky is falling. That's not the case. But, you know, there are a lot of surveys out there and we're hearing a lot of statistics that really are painting a more doomy scenario, I guess. So what advice do you have for listeners and, and what do you think they really need to understand about how soaring inflation and rising interest rates are going to impact investments? Well, I mean, I think that to your statement is that the whole point is that the sky isn't falling. Um, there is definitely investment pressure and, and fiscal pressure on the market right now and people's investments, but it, it, the sky isn't falling. This isn't the first time that the Canadian economy has been under uh, an inflationary risk. It is in, in recent times, uh, but we have seen this through through the early and late 80s as well to, to an even more substantial um uh, event. So I think people, you know, we need to sort of step back and not necessarily look at today and tomorrow and look a little bit further ahead. And then we also need to look back at some of the historical information and sort of gaze from that where we're going to, where we possibly are going to end up and then use that as a way to give us some foresight into what to do from, from an investment perspective or retirement perspective or debt related perspective. Yeah, no, for sure. And everyone's situation is going to be different, right? Depending on right. how close they are to retirement, how much debt they're currently carrying, uh, you know, what their plans are even for retirement, right? So considering what sort of income they're going to be hoping to, to have during retirement, because that's different for everyone as well, depending on their plans. But Aaron, are there types of investment products that you would recommend investors stay away from when we look at our current economic climate? Well, currently right now, bond, so a lot of bond funds are under pressure because there's an inverse relationship to interest rates um, and bond rate, rate returns. So as the interest rates go up, bond rates tend to fall, especially uh, government bonds. So there are some bond mixes that I would stay away from right now, uh, but most of the the um, investment managers that we deal with, the, the big investment uh, firms that we deal with, they had some inkling that in, that inflation was going to be rising. I don't think anybody really realized how much or or to what extent, but they started to make some shifts uh, in those bond markets because there are still bonds that that these these individuals can buy uh, that will perform. So, but so it, it comes down to more of sort of getting in to see your advisor and sort of having a look at your portfolio on an individual basis. Um, but there definitely are some bond funds that I would avoid uh, for right now. Yeah, and that was my next question, actually, is that should people be reaching out to their financial advisors right now to review their portfolio? So it sounds like it's a good idea. But when should they really be considering revisiting or revising their plan as part of that discussion? That's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a loaded question. I think that, you know, a regular conversation, we've talked about this many times before, I think a regular conversation with your financial advisor or um, uh, uh, um, investment advisor is something you should be doing on a, on a fairly regular basis or at least connecting with that individual. Um, whether you should be revisiting and, and making any significant changes right now, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure that's, I think that's more individualized, but definitely, you know, if you're feeling any sort of uncertainty of where you are, this is a great time to ask the individual who's managing your portfolio what their foresight is or what they think is going to go on. And if you if you share that um, and you're happy with that, then you move forward. If not, well, then you have to make some decisions um, uh, outside of that. But, but again, if you're feeling any pressure, I would definitely be making that call. 
again, I guess, you know, whether or not there's any change recommended, you won't know unless you have the discussion, but really in order to relieve your own anxiety about this stuff, the best way to relieve the anxiety is to have the discussion so that you can hear right from uh, the person you're entrusting your investments and your, your money to hear right from them what they think you should be doing or if you need to do anything at all, right? Well, it's funny. The anxiety is is, is a very big uh, factor that's going on right now. So, so we're openly trying here at our practice, trying to continue to get information out to clients to, to try to curb that anxiety because that can be a lot of um, a lot of the problem with people is that they're just really anxious for what's going on with their money and you know every day they're looking at it and it's and they're seeing decreases um, where we just went through 18 months of tremendous uh, gains um, you know so you know controlling that anxiety is definitely something that we're actively working on on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, and it's understandable, right? Because, uh, you know, I see it too. Uh, you know, you pull up the investments and you see a bunch of red, right? That decline, decline, decline in, in different yeah. values. And it can be disconcerting. But I guess, you know, talking to your financial advisor and sure that you have a good understanding about what that means and, and if there's changes that you, you should be making or not is, is the way to do it. But we know That's, that there's so many Canadians who... Were, you know, they were able to save during the pandemic, like you mentioned, we just went through 18 months of gains, but some people may still have considerable savings sitting in their bank account. So with rising costs, they may not feel comfortable accessing uh, that money or putting it into any sort of sort of locked in uh, investment plan. What's the right thing for them to be doing? Should they be considering investing the savings? Well, I think, again, it's it's a very individualized sort of question and concern for, for anybody. But in a more general sense, that there are definitely some opportunities right now because we have uh, we have that pressure on the market. So there is a bit of a, a decline with regards to the investments that you will be purchasing with that money. So depending on a whole bunch of other factors and debts and, um, you know, other investments and, and you know, TFSA room and, and, and where we can put it to get access, uh, I think there's definitely some opportunities for uh, individuals with, with savings to get some good gains as we come out on the other side of this market scenario or situation that we're in. Uh, but again, it's still very singular, Nancy. we got to really try – or sorry, the, the, the listeners really got to try to – get and see their advisor and, you know, ask the questions based on themselves, not based on what me and you are having a conversation with. It's, it's a little too, too broad for that, uh, but there are definitely some opportunities there. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it depends, like we said, on, on what money you have, what income you're looking to have in retirement, and of course, how close you are to retirement. So the surveys focus on investment concerns, and, and there's some key demographics, right? So during the rest of the show, we're going to look at those demographics. So Aaron's going to have some advice for some younger listeners, for those who are near retirement, and for those who've already retired. So please stay with us. Weekdays on VOCM, it's Open Line with your host, Patty Daly. Join the conversation each morning from 9 a.m. to noon on your VOCM. We get people talking. Welcome back. You're listening to Your Money here on VOCM. I'm your host, Nancy Snedden, Licensed Insolvency Trustee with BDO Canada here in Newfoundland and Labrador. My guest today is Aaron Facey. He's an advisor with Facey Financial here in St. John's. So, Aaron, today's focus is really we're talking about people's investments. And, and during these times of soaring inflation and rising interest rates, people are concerned about what it means for their retirement. So with the current economic uncertainty that we're facing, it's not 
not surprising that surveys show many Canadians are concerned about their investments and their financial future. So this also includes some younger Canadians, millennials and older Gen Z generations. There's no doubt that this cohort of Canadians is being particularly hard hit right now. Many have been left struggling financially with soaring costs of really virtually everything. And rising interest rates is not something that this generation has really had to deal with in the past. So we know many among this age demographic are just starting out and, and likely just beginning to carry some debt, whether it's student debt, car payments, credit cards, etc. So among the articles I've been reading, many are struggling just to get by. So focusing on tomorrow is really not a concern for them right now because they're really thinking more about how do I get by today. Many are not saving or saving enough and fewer are investing in their retirement. So some even question whether there's any sense in crafting a financial plan right now. But Aaron, I'm sure you would not agree that there's no point in crafting a financial plan no matter what your age is, right? So what's your response when you hear stuff like that? Well, I think the the crafting of a financial plan is, is like you just said, is, is always of the utmost importance. They're going to look considerably different than the different uh, generational uh, uh, bands. Then, um, you know, so we have to take that into consideration first. It is a very tough time for this age category. Um, we we have seen tremendous growth or sorry, tremendous rise in costs of living and everything. Uh, but yet we haven't really seen that same income, uh, uh, gap move, move upwards. So, you know, people aren't, aren't making as much as what the increase of cost has been. So you're right. They don't have that type of capital to be saving. Um, Well, what maybe me and you have talked about in the past is a traditional sort of uh, uh, financial plan, but it's definitely important to do so. Debt consolidation and debt reduction is going to be a really, really important uh, part of their financial plan. And there's usually... um, there's usually, or I shouldn't say usually, there's always money inside of someone's budget to create some sort of savings. Um, I think with this age band, uh, the millennials and the Gen Zs, we will have to look at uh, things differently and maybe more heavier on savings in the future as our debt reduction goes down. But there's always a, a great opportunity to do some sort of a financial plan, absolutely. And I think as these guys are getting started in life, like sometimes they're looking for, you know, the, the biggest and best vehicle they can afford or looking at the biggest and best house they can afford. But sometimes it's taming those expectations early on and getting, you know, a good car, not necessarily the biggest and best that you can afford. So you're saving some of that budget for savings and investment in, in your future. And similarly, we talk about this in the housing market all the time. In fact, we talked about it on last week's show as we were talking about rising uh, interest rates and house affordability. Affordability. And sometimes you're approved for a mortgage. It doesn't mean that's the mortgage you should get, right? So sometimes you want to get a lower mortgage than you've been approved for so that you are providing yourself that cushion for savings and, and talking to a financial advisor about how you can be planning for, for those savings. So when it comes to determining a plan that works best for them, what advice can you share with this age group? Well, one thing I, you know, just to, to to comment on what you just said, I think that that scares me more than uh, what the the inflationary rates are right now. People's spending levels, and, and we've talked about this in previous shows, people's spending levels are gone to all time highs uh, now, um, and you know, people's sort of willingness to just continue to spend and not necessarily pay themselves first or put 
you know that amount of some other some amount of capital into savings. Definitely, it, it really does. It scares me for the future. Um, you know, and and if I got anything to offer for somebody that that uh, you know, any advice is that like you just said, when you're looking at trying to create some sort of a financial plan for the future, uh, it's really easy to say, oh, I may never be able to retire, or I'm never going to be out of debt, so I'm just going to live for today. That's fine, but statistically, you are going to be alive at a retirement age, um, and you know, at some point, you will. So you have to start saving somewhere. So chat with somebody. Uh, create a plan that 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 puts some money back in your pocket that you can pay yourself first. And like you just said, let's look at reducing our expenditures on a monthly basis, whether it's you know buying a good car, buying a smaller house or whatever, so that we have that extra capital because it will become important at those over, older ages. And the biggest thing that people that, that, that people in this age category, so the millennials and the Gen Zs need to realize is that it will happen. So please just just think about your spending habits today so that you have some money to save for the future. No, absolutely. And sometimes we're so focused on um, getting started and retirement seems so far away to them that it maybe not, it is not top of mind in, in something they should be planning for. But there's this little thing called compound interest that, you know, if you can start saving a little bit today, it's going to make a huge difference given the length of time that you do have for retirement versus um, having to put away much higher amounts of savings as you get older, the later that you start planning for your retirement, right? So the earlier you can start, the better. Well, I think that, and that lots of, you know, now information passes so quickly that, you know, there's so many stories about, you know, somebody who invested in GameSpot or somebody who invested in Telus early or someone who bought Bitcoin and now is, you know, um, you know, very, very wealthy. And people are looking for their investments to rise at a rate that is really unattainable. It does happen um, in the market, but it's really unattainable. So I think that there's a lot of that, especially in this generation, that they're looking for instant, quick, significant returns. And when they don't get it, 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 um, and I apologize if I'm generalizing, I don't mean to do that, but, but if they don't get it, they, they, they don't think that it's worthwhile having, which is not the case because majority of people don't have those styles of, of, of an investment, uh, uh, windfall. Usually they're, like you just said, they're compound interest. It's, it's long-term saving strategies at rates that, you know, at four, five, six, seven percent over a long term and consistent that gets you to the end goal. So I think that that's really important for, for this generation to realize uh, that that is a good way just to, to get you to the end of the end of the, end of the road. No, absolutely. In fact, you know, surveys show that 58% of Canadians wish they had started saving for retirement early. So always important to have those discussions early in life, like you said. But Aaron, if you look at the type of investment, so you talked about oftentimes the younger demographic is looking for, for quicker, higher returns. So what types of investments should they be considering? Well, I mean, I think that that those types of investments are definitely something that they can be looking at, um, you know. But but really, what blankets all demographics is, you, you know, well diversified, risk balanced investments 
that are bought for the long term. So again, we go back to that sort of compound interest where we're looking for the, you know, consistent four to seven percent rates of return year over year over year, um, even through the down markets, you know, so we, we average out. We're looking for those styles of investments. There's lots of space for the, you know, individual stock purchase and, and you know, the hot stock and stuff like that. I wouldn't do it with majority of my money, but that's, you know, there's definitely, there's definitely room um, for that. Uh, but I think, you know, just sort of slow and steady build of your net worth is a really good uh, proven strategy to take. And I think that's, uh, you know, all demographics and, and all age categories have to, you know, remember that. And that's something that they should all be taking um, to their financial advisor and looking for. Absolutely. And I guess the one uh, silver lining through all this economic uncertainty and the downturn that we're seeing in some of the markets right now is that this group does have more time to weather that storm or ride out the economic uncertainty that we're seeing right now. Sure. The, the, I mean, you know, one thing we got to remember, this is not the first time in history that we've had a market that's been negative or had pressure on it. So, you know, the, 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 the downturn will bring a recovery and the recovery throughout history has been extremely positive from the downturn. So there's lots of opportunity in this market, no matter what demographic you are. There may be things that, that, that change. And, and yes, there are people that are going to be, you know, maybe looking that I can't retire this year, but maybe it'll be next year. But, you know, recovery will happen. Um, and it will be fruitful. Uh, so making sure that you're balanced and you're, or sorry, making sure that you're invested in there to get that is, is really important as well. No, absolutely. That's some great advice for our young listeners. When we return, we're going to have some advice for those nearing retirement. If you're thinking you may never be able to retire, think again. Aaron's got some great advice for you. Please stay with us. Join us for On Target, one hour in which Linda Swain examines topics that mean the most to you. On Target, weekday afternoons at 1 on your VOCM. Welcome back. You're listening to Your Money. I'm your host, Nancy Sneddon, Licensed Insolvency Trustee with BDO Canada here in Newfoundland and Labrador. Joining me for discussion today is Aaron Facey. He's an advisor with Facey Financial here in Newfoundland. We're discussing the growing concerns among Canadians when it comes to their investments and their financial future due to the soaring inflation and rising interest rates that we're currently experiencing. And before the break, Aaron, you had some really great advice for our younger listeners, but I want to turn now to Gen Xers. So those nearing retirement, because as surveys show, there is a significant financial anxiety among those retirement age Canadians. More than half have or are planning to delay their retirement. So more than six in 10 believe they will never be able to retire. 40% say it's because they have too much debt and 62% are putting it off because they don't have enough savings or investments. So are you concerned about these statistics? So this age group is sort of 42 to, to 57. Yeah, I, I mean, the fact that six and ten believe that they'll ever be able to retire, I don't like that. Um, I think that everybody, you know, should um, and has the ability to retire. And I think that, you know, ultimately it comes down to a level of really good planning. Um, so for the younger uh, of that, you know, group, so, you know, 1980s, um, um, you know, the, the younger ages, there, there's still lots of times. For the 57, uh, you know, the top age of this category, you still have time. It's a fairly common thing now for retirees to carry some sort of debt uh, into the future. Uh, a lot of times it's, um, uh, you know, housing debts or, or, or some form of, of debt around housing. Um, you know, so there's definitely some wonderful strategies that we can help uh, or that can help clients manage that debt into retirement. We take that into consideration. So don't sort of put off 
seeing somebody or having a conversation with a financial advisor because you think you, don't, you have too much debt and you'll never be able to retire because there are definitely some strategies that have come become much more common now that could really help um, curb that scenario. So I think, again, uh, just just have the conversation and let you know chat with somebody and see you know where they can where they can put you in and what type of a straightened path they can put you on. Yeah, that's a good point. I think for many people, uh, retirement was meant to be that they had paid off the mortgage, they own their own home, but we know that that's just not the reality for for many Canadians, right? That they are still carrying some sort of a mortgage into retirement now or other debt. Maybe they've consolidated debt into their mortgage and that's why they're continuing to carry the mortgage. So you talked about some strategies that you can put in place for people. And I know you don't have like a direct uh, scenario right now. It's going to be very individual uh, conversations. But what are some of those strategies for people who are concerned about that and and are sort of thinking to themselves, I fit into that um, 62% where I'm putting retirement off because I don't feel I have enough savings or investments? Well, I I mean, sort of in a really broad, broad stroke, the anybody who feels that way needs to start a conversation with somebody who has a skill set that can look at their their situation objectively and give them a path, you know, or create a path for them forward. I mean, again, not having enough money to retire a lot of times is, or you know, and it, it can be psychological. So it's just not the number that they want. But when when shown that, you know, you can build a retirement strategy based on what you have, or if we make an adjustment here from a, you know, debt perspective or reorder the debt, uh, things, you know, are much, uh, much easier to accomplish. Excuse me. Um, the other thing is, you know, having, you know, look at the debt and accepting the fact that you're going to carry debt into retirement. Um, that's something that a lot of people need to, to get over. Newfoundland is, Newfoundlanders are notorious for wanting to have zero debt into retirement. And I spent a good part of my days and my weeks convincing people that that's not necessarily going to be possible in their scenario. So, you know, let's kind of get over that and move forward and let's structure it so that we're managing it uh, on a go forward. Whether you are 42 or 57, which is the, the both ends of this band, there, everybody has an opportunity. If you are at the older edge of this band, you may have to wait a little bit longer, but at least you have a plan going forward and we can pick a date for you to get. And I think that that takes a lot of pressure off people because it eliminates, I will never be able to retire. You know, so it might be 62. That's the age when you do retire, but at least you have a date. So, you you know, you, you look at things completely different. It changes your outlook on your, your retirement options. And, you know, for 42, there is really no... Um, uh, excuse, I apologize, is not the right word. I don't mean to be that direct, but but there really is no reason why at 42 you can't structure a plan so that at 55 or 60 or 65, you'll be able to retire. It just comes down to focus and discipline and dealing with the right person to get you there. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I've been talking with more and more people who are looking into, um, you know, wanting to retire in the next sort of six to eight years and wondering yeah. how they're going to be able to afford to repay their debt and should they be looking at um, a debt retain a debt repayment plan so now versus into retirement so that they can you know have a more comfortable retirement so there's strategies that we put in place as well to help them pay down their debt over sort of three to five years so that they can get ahead of it right into retirement talking to someone like yourself will also put a help them put a plan in into place so I think one of the questions that I get quite frequently, Erin, is, you know, where we are now with rising interest rates, 
Is the focus better to be looking at paying down debt or investing? Well, wow, Wait, that kind of you know, puts me on the uh, on the on the hot seat there. But um, again, it's, it's a really hard question, and I'll ask you know not to, to take away from the question itself, but more that it's a really tough question because it's really individualized. So, and I, and I think that there definitely are scenarios where your debt needs to go first or needs to become more focused on. So, if you're carrying uh, a higher credit card debt or higher interest debt. Um, then absolutely we should be paying it down. That doesn't necessarily change because of the rising interest rates. Um, more, if you're carrying mortgage debt and you're renewing within the next six to 12 months, you're going to go into this market space. There's nothing we can really do about it. It's still going to be primarily the best rate we possibly can get because it is, is secured. So there's, you know, I don't think that changes anything. Um, and then on the flip side of that, there are some really good opportunities right now because of the, um, the pressure that's on the market from an investment perspective. So, you know, when you're looking at household debt, if you're, if you're talking about taking out a new mortgage, you know, maybe taking a variable rate over a locked, uh, fixed lock rate, um, and then sort of investing some of the, some additional capital that you may have into, um, investments that have some pressure on them to get some gains in the future and then lock in when rates are more favorable, that can be a bit of a strategy. Uh, but it really does, uh, unfortunately come down to sort of a whole bunch of things inside of an individual scenario. Uh, and it's a really tough question for me to give the listeners a, a hard line one way or the other. Um, I think there's, there's definitely benefits to both. And depending on where you are, we would need to look at that. No, absolutely. And I couldn't agree with you more. It's not a uh, easy question to answer because like with most things we talk about here on your money, it depends on your personal situation. What works for your brother or your neighbor may not be what works best for you. But in general terms, you know, the advice I give people is, you know, you're right, Aaron, credit card debt is not changing. Like the interest rates on credit card debt is not changing with rising interest rates. But most of the people that I'm seeing, are generally carrying a, a bunch of different types of debt. So they're carrying a line of credit, they're carrying, you know, maybe a, a vehicle loan or a consolidation loan and, and credit card debt. So the variable debt that, sorry, the variable rate interest debt that they're carrying, like their lines of uh, credit, for example, are going to be increasing in payments. So if you are carrying a bunch of different types of debt, paying down, putting a plan in place to pay down that higher interest uh, debt is going to be important because as your variable interest debt increases, the payments um, are going to increase on that and may become unaffordable. So it really is an individualized thing. So reaching out to someone to have a discussion is uh, what's paramount here, really. It is. I mean, I just had a conversation with a client and it's for the first time in a long time, uh, you know, uh, almost 10 years. I, you know, advise them to take some of their capital, their savings that they had um, and put it down uh, on debt because, you know, for the period of time that we were looking at, uh, the gain that they were going to get on their investment was not going to match their, um, with their, what their interest rate was. So they looked at and they put a little bit down. So we did a little bit of a 50, 50 strategy, 50% of their capital went into investment, 50% went down on the debt, um, you know, just to, to sort of help. But you know, you're absolutely right. Everything is, is individualized and, and, you know, but there are strategies out there. Like there, there are strategies out there to help you. So again, it's just a matter of talking to someone like myself or someone like you, and we can really have open conversations with people and move them forward. No, 
absolutely. And, you know, we talked about in the last segment a little bit about the types of investments. And you kind of said the type of investment doesn't necessarily match, um, you know, this type of investment for this age or, or that age. But it's really a more fulsome look at your, your personal situation and, and your risk, um, the category of risk that you put yourself into, right? right. Some people are very risk adverse when it comes to investments. Does that sound right? Yeah, absolutely. And and one thing I, I, this, I want to dispel is that your age has no, uh, well, it has some correlation on, but it doesn't force you to to change your risk the older you get or the younger you are. You can be conservative at a young age and you can be extremely risky at an old age. That, that it's all based on, on, on your personality. So just as a, a little bonus. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and talking to someone who knows what that risk means and the impact that it'll have on your investments and your overall strategy is what's going to be most important. So for those who are already retired, there are real concerns about making their money last, especially as they see, you know, as we talked about in the first segment, virtually everything is more expensive right now. So if you're among those worried people, stay tuned. We're going to talk about that when we come back. Please stay with us. Got plans for midnight? Bring your VOCM along with the best soundtrack for every night anywhere the vocm all night show midnight on your vocm welcome back you're listening to your money here on vocm i'm your host nancy sneddon licensed insolvency trustee with bdo canada here in newfoundland labrador my guest today is aaron facey aaron's an advisor with facey financial here in newfoundland labrador so today we've been discussing the impact of soaring inflation and rising interest rates. We know that many Canadians really are concerned right now about how it's impacting their investments and therefore their overall financial well-being and their financial future. We know that surveys show that 8 in 10 Canadians aged 55 and older believe current government-run plans, such as CPP and old age security, fail to provide sufficient income to enable a comfortable retirement, and I would agree with that. Because of this, many boomers and seniors hold investments, but with the current economic climate of soaring inflation and rising interest rates, many are really concerned about outliving their savings. So, Aaron, what advice do you have for these listeners? Is there a reason for these listeners to be concerned? Concerned about their retirement income running out? Uh, I definitely think that there are there are scenarios out there where um, uh, these individuals, you know, should have that or, or may have that concern, or why they're feeling that concern. Uh, you know, things have changed drastically since they retired. Um, you know, so there is definitely, you know, some worry that they may outlive it. Uh, it may be false, uh, but it also may be a reality. And I think, again, that's really uh, a quick conversation that they should be having with uh, the financial advisor who they use uh, to make sure that that doesn't happen or that they change their strategy or change their spending habits or restructure their debt or whatever the scenario is to, to get to that point. Uh, but if you're already uh, retired, um, you don't have a, a, another option for income earning unless you go back to work, which is not necessarily everybody's retirement plan. So, um, you know, making sure that the, the individual that you're dealing with uh, has that concern top of mind and that you're working towards that strategy is the most important. But I can definitely see where some of these clients are having uh, that concern, absolutely. No, and, and I'm seeing it too in my practice, right? We're seeing an increasing number of retirees coming in to get a plan to deal with their debt because although they were affording their minimum payments with the rising cost of fuel and groceries and, and everything else we've been talking about, those minimum payments are now also becoming unaffordable. Uh, and I never recommend that you're only making your minimum payments on your debt 
that anyway because you're not actually seeing a reduction, right? You're simply uh, paying the interest every month. So uh, definitely seeing more and more people coming into my practice that have retired. And, you know, sometimes they, they're almost... Um, feeling even more down than than the average person that I'm seeing because they're saying, you know, at this stage of my life, Nancy, I, I, I can't believe that I am have to be concerned about this or I can't believe that I'm having to look at falling uh, proposal or bankruptcy uh, at my age, right? And I've kind of gone through my life and, and here I am. But sometimes it's the best thing to consider because it actually will relieve that stress and pressure uh, and anxiety that they're feeling to help them uh, enjoy their retirement. But there's other investment strategies that they can look at as well, uh, Aaron, to make changes to ensure that they are still able uh, to manage and that their retirement income is going to get them through to what they need. Well, I, you know, the other thing is, it's not just we talk about debt and we talk about investment savings and we talk about, but like the cost of living has the cost of living increase over the last, um, you know, 18 months, you know, with the price of fuel and stuff like that. And, and home heating fuel is another big one with, with clients. Um, you know, just, just the everyday expenditures and groceries are up almost 10%. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, these, these clients and, and, and everybody sort of that we've covered in this topic is affected, but these clients, they don't have necessarily another option for, for extra income to be earned. So there are, you know, some really big, big pressures on that. It does not surprise me that you're hearing this and you're seeing this from, um, you know, in your practice, uh, from clients and it, 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 there definitely are struggles out there. Absolutely. No, absolutely. A few weeks ago, we were talking about food affordability and we had, um, Jody on from, um, uh, Bridges of Hope, and he was saying they've gone from serving 30 people a day to 100 people a day at the food bank. So it just goes to show, right, the impact that um, inflation is having on people's incomes and the ability for them to, to, to provide food for their family and put food on the table. Yes. So we know that many retirees who invested, um, or I guess who have invested well, have opted to delay taking their CPP. Should retirees be reconsidering this with the soaring inflation that we're seeing currently? Well, I mean, you know, not very often in our practice will we recommend that um, clients not to adopt the delayed CPP. Usually we'll recommend that they take it. Uh, That has more to do with, uh, um, you you know, death rates and stuff like that, you know, and when you may die and, and those conversations. Uh, the only ones that really do would be the ones that continue to work past 60s or 65. Um, but if you are, have delayed, then absolutely it is another option uh, for you to create some extra cash flow. Um, and it is something that you, you should be uh, reconsidering. Um, I don't know if the inflation would have anything to do with that. I just would be looking at taking it for an extra income um, perspective. If you don't need it, we could find other places to put it. But yes, I think they should be reconsidering that. Yeah, and that's a good point. Even if you're managing your day-to-day expenses right now, it could give you that uh, income that you could uh, invest, right? That could be the savings that you're looking for to be able to put into some sort of investment. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, for future use or anything, I mean, we, we know, you know, cars are getting more expensive, fuels getting more expensive. So, you know, just to have a little bit of extra savings to help, uh, you know, with offset those costs in the future, um, you, you know, it's definitely something that you should consider. I mean, we've been paying into it so you know i'd be taking it and if you again if you don't need it let's find somewhere else to put it but but definitely um another source of income if you haven't already uh, availed of it 
Absolutely. And, you know, Aaron, we talked about, you know, this is this is not the first time we've seen stuff that but rumors are swirling that, you know, this is the global recession and, and or at least it's imminent, right, that we're going to be put into a recession. So soaring inflation, supply chain challenges, geopolitical conflicts, rising interest rates. We saw another increase this past week could all lead to a slowdown in the economy and the stock market. While this is... I guess maybe cause for concern for some. Should investors worry or is recession part of the regular market cycle? Well, recession so recession is part of a market cycle, whether or not it's, it's regular or not. I mean, it's, it's happened, uh, you know, it's happened a lot through our, our you know, market history. Um, so, you know, so we have a bunch of historical data to look back on and sort of say what, you know, most likely will happen on the other side. Uh, should investors be worried? I think that any time we go into negative market situations or there's pressure on a market, I think worry is probably a strong word, but I think there should be concern. Everybody should, you know, look at that as an opportunity to have another conversation conversation um, with the person who's managing the money or and if it's yourself, you know, look at where you are. Make sure that it meets you, your risk tolerance. Uh, but the Bank of Canada and the Federal Reserve have been quite clear that they are, are, are laser focused. And I actually just wrote a letter to all of our clients sort of explain this. They're laser focused on dealing with inflation. So inflationary pressure long term has much more fiscal impact than a short term recession. So they are willing to push uh, both economies into a recession to deal with uh, inflation and bring it back under control. And they've made that quite clear. Um, so uh, I think that, you know, the, the the concern or the rumors that are swirling, I'm, I'm not sure if they are rumors because it, it, both both central banks have come out and said that. And this is not just us. It's, it's you know, this is a worldwide issue thanks to COVID and injections of, of capital from all the governments and stuff like that. Inflation is on the rise, but all central banks are looking at ways to, to control it. So if we go into a recession, yes, it is, or, or, sorry, it is not the nicest sort of situation to go into. And, and uh, you know, I, like anybody doesn't really would rather have great uh, gains and positive economies for the rest of my life, but that's really not a uh, real world scenario. So we have to deal with some of this stuff. Um, um, and, and as for worrying, I, I don't know if they need to be worried more just cognizant of where they are invested in and make sure that they are you know, looking forward and they know where potential returns will be once the recessionary period or whatever period we go in, into, uh, we come out of. And I don't want to throw around, Nancy, recession too much because we may, there's a possibility we don't go in, we don't go into it. So I don't want to you know, you know, get the listeners all panicked and that, that we're definitely heading into a recession. But, uh, you know, I think that there there is definitely some uncertainty for the remainder of this year and possibly into early 2023. Um, so, uh, you know, people need to be sort of accepting of that and make sure that their investments are where they're happy with um, and that their advisor gives them the advice that they feel that they need at this point. No, absolutely. Well, that's some great advice, Aaron. We've got maybe about a minute or two left, so we've got a, some time for a few final thoughts. So if you could leave our listeners with a final thought today, what would it be? Uh, so I, I breathe. 
is, I guess, is the one thing I'd say. I mean, you know, people need to sort of step back and they need to breathe and they need to to, to look at the economy in a whole sort of much more um, generally. And, and, and this has this type of stuff has happened before. We have tremendous amount of historical data that will show what will where we will possibly go and what, where we will possibly end up at after this. Um, um, and market cycles happen. So just sort of, you know, taking the time to have the conversation with the person who's responsible for uh, their, you know, their finances and their, and their investments, have an ongoing conversation with them. Make sure that you're, you're, you know, you have good contact with their, their staff, their offices and, and themselves. And for those who don't um, and are really concerned, um, you know, with where they are and the rise of cost of living and inflation and how it affects them, you know, don't sit and wait and think, well, I don't have enough money to do so, or, or will somebody just just reach out to somebody and start having a conversation about where you are. I mean, we I mean, how many times have we said this, Nancy, you know, to each other in these, in these shows, but it still reigns true, whether whether it's a good economy or, or, or a um, uh, one that has pressure on it. We, you know, you definitely just need to reach out. You need to start having conversations. And I think that that's the most important. But just, just everybody breathe and let's, you know, let's look at this. Um, let's look at this and make sure that we're not making rash decisions that will affect us long term. Um, it would be yeah, my main advice. Really. Yeah. Yeah, and that is some really great advice, Aaron. So for people who are looking for some financial advice during these times, what's the best way for them to reach you? Uh, you can reach us at uh, info at faceyfinancial.com uh, here at our office at 709-754-2143. Um, and as always, uh, like whether it's, you know, you're interested in having a conversation about your investments or just want to have a conversation, I am kind of a a nerd about this stuff so i just like <laughs> chatting about it so if anybody just sort of wants to have an open conversation um if i've got the time i will definitely have it with you that's great well thanks again for for joining me today and for listeners out there if you're struggling then you can also reach out to me if you're only able to make your minimum payments or can't afford your minimum payments on your debt uh, you're trying to figure out uh, how to make room in your budget with uh, all the inflationary pressures then you can reach me at your money at bdo.ca or 800-563-8337 thanks for tuning into your money until next week i'm nancy Sneddon. stay safe and be well everyone if you have a question or comment send an email to yourmoney at bdo.ca. This has been Your Money with Nancy Snedden of BDO, Licensed Insolvency Trustees on your VOCM.